All right, we're back again. Hey. We stopped the pre-show because we had some weird studio noise that we were trying to track down. Something vibrating, resonating against the mic stand or something. But we never did find it. Maybe it's the chair. I wonder if that's doing anything. Don't know. So, uh, yeah, we're recording on a Wednesday night because I went up to deer camp with my dad. Um, Like I just had said... I didn't go so much to go hunt deer, even though I did attempt to hunt deer. It was mostly to hang out with my dad. Had a good time. Um, I didn't get a deer. My dad hasn't got a deer. He's up all week, so he he still has time. Uh, Monday, no one. There's nine people at camp, and no one got anything. No one That's, got a deer. On Monday. That was unusual. On Tuesday, one person got a deer. That's pretty unusual for this camp. I mean... There's at least like four people are at camp that are good for a deer every year, and they were shut out in the first two days. So, uh, I don't want to blame climate change because I know it's a liberal conspiracy, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, I was talking with Dave a little bit about this, and he thinks it might be because they don't clear cut anymore. And, you know, when they lumber, they used to clear cut. And Uh when the forest grew back, it grew back really dense. And he thinks that supported a larger deer herd Mm. than more sustainable, more responsible logging. So the responsible logging is hurting the deer hunt. It it could be. Mm. It could be. Um, Well, it's not so responsible because it's on fracking grounds, right? So Yeah, so I... Yeah, part of it was National Forest, and part of it was owned by Seneca Resources, but they allow hunters on it. So hunters, I guess, are okay, you know, with the, oh, the access roads into the hunting grounds mm-hmm. are great now. You know what it might be? It might be these glasses, because they're empty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the empty glasses. <laughs> Those things were resonating. Yes. <laughs> um yeah, so a couple things, you know, I mean, the fracking sucks because you're sitting there hunting and every once in a while the odor of benzene or whatever volatile gas is coming off mm-hmm. the well blows your way. Uh, the forest is like hugely interrupted, you know, and very non-contiguous, you know, because of the, all these well pads everywhere. Sure. Uh, but the nice things are the roads are improved for oil trucks. So the roads aren't rutted and you can actually get back now and... Uh, I had, like, LTE cell service at, like, all three places where wow. I hunted. So, like, you know, hunting with the internet It's it's, it's getting harder and harder to find places where you're not... Yeah, this is up in the Allegheny National yeah. Forest, though. You don't expect great cell coverage. <laughs> but Verizon had it pinned down up there. Um, I was going to show you real quick, like, kind of what the area we were hunting looks like with the um, oil pads and everything. Well, I'm zooming in, why don't you... Uh, Converse. Um, we never talked about the Galaxy Note Seven, uh, and and really, you know, at this point, there's not much to talk about. Uh, but what's interesting is how does Samsung come back from this? Mm-hmm. Because they have a credibility problem now. They can't just shove out a new uh, another new device and say, "Look, look at what we did," mm-hmm. because everyone's going to be like, "Well, yeah, but does it blow planes up?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's a that's a, that's a problem. That's a real problem. Mm-hmm. They they push too fast on this one. I, I heard, and I didn't follow up on this, but I heard in just one podcast that it was a battery des- or 
maybe it wasn't battery design only because they wouldn't have scrapped the entire phone. But there was a design with like, if you design the, oh, you have to be a battery a geek to really know yeah. about the way the cathode or the anode was designed, where when it fails, it fails like shorts open mm-hmm. and instead of shorts closed or something. So this one guy was making it sound like he could have been fake, or, you know, battery design was a bad design. Well, I mean, I think that that was clear, but the, they needed to have that battery design designed that way in order to fit in that particular phone, in order to do all the things that phone needed to do, mm-hmm. um, had that much amperage, you know, all that stuff needed that particular battery, and they could not manufacture that battery correctly. So once that is done, well, then you can't sell the phone if you can't put a battery in it. Right. So, um, yeah, you kind of have to discontinue. <laughs> You know, if they spent longer doing the the quality control and getting, uh, you know, and figuring out, well, I mean, this is something that should have been discovered, mm-hmm. this thing. Uh, and then they compounded on it by saying it was fixed and it not being fixed. That, that really hurt them as well. A lot of, uh, it's a Japanese company, right, Samsung? Uh, Samsung's Korean. 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 Yeah. So the Actually, the cultural problem is not as <laughs> dire. Yeah, this photo, this satellite photo, one in Apple Maps doesn't have all the wells drilled, but um, you know, you can see that around where that grouse was that you know there's all those paths and pads, uh-huh. and you know the other side of the hill over here had you know even more. Okay. So it was like, you know, like every seventy five yards through the woods there was another access road or a, a derrick mm-hmm. or are they called derricks no derricks are the things for drilling what are the pump things called i guess pumps or probably yeah i don't know have no idea yeah ignorant completely so yeah that's you know they i know they're metaphors for sex in, <laughs> in old movies. pretty much <laughs> oh, when they do like the mon the yeah, PG right. the PG montage uh-huh. and they show oil wells drilling right. pumping, <laughs> and then usually they they, spew. they gush. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I don't know where Sam, I mean Samsung has to put out. I, I guess they kind of have to be conservative and put out a like a. Well, they can't just be conservative. They can't just put out a boring phone. <sighs> So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, for them, at least they're the by far the largest Android phone maker. Right. And they have a loyal audience who aren't going to leave them in droves because of this. Right. Now, the people who bought the phone and don't feel like they've been compensated appropriately may be sour and not go back. But most people, most people who don't have... Um, you know, weren't affected directly by the Note Seven. They're gonna keep buying Android phones. Oh, it's not Android this stuff. I mean, I mean, they're, I mean, they're, I meant they're gonna keep yeah. buying Samsung phones. I heard what the else? Google Pixel's great. Yeah, but those people aren't gonna pay that much for a phone, right? Well, I mean, the Note if they're gonna pay that much for a Note Seven, yeah, I guess. But it wasn't the Pixel like almost twice as much. I don't know. All I know is that I saw the reviews and the reviews were fantastic. Right. I mean, I think the Pixels full-on iPhone 6 Plus type mm-hmm. price range, and I think the Notes were... Cheaper? Well, I mean, they weren't bargain phones by far, but they were cheaper than that. 
I expect that the next iPhone is going to look a lot like Note 7. It's going to have a probably no bezel, you know, mm-hmm. slightly curved screen, that kind of thing. I think Apple was just, you know, because this is clearly, I mean, I like the phone a lot, but it's clearly mid, you know, yeah. mid-update. Well, it's their, it's, you know, they do TikTok, TikTok, yeah. and this was the talk, yeah. you know, before they take another big step forward. Or they've just lost all their inspiration. <laughs> I mean, that's possible. They've clearly lost their inspiration when it comes to uh, computers. Well, I've worried about this moment for a long time, and that is Apple doesn't... Apple, when they're being smart, doesn't waste money on things that are shrinking in market or not a big part of their market. And it's obvious to everybody that iOS devices are the future of Apple because it's already 80% of its revenue or Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, Apple killed... I'm not even talking about when Jobs came back and killed laser writers and stuff like that. Right. I'm talking about when, you know, when they killed the server platform. They made a great server platform. If you wanted Mac OS and a server, they made really nice hardware like you'd expect from Apple. Well, you can imagine there's not a huge demand for Apple servers. So they killed that a long time ago. Mac Pro is a thousand days old without mm-hmm. a software hardware rev. You know, their professional thing, which is made for their most demanding um, professional customers. And it's probably never going to get revised. Maybe and maybe maybe they will, but I can't imagine they'll do it twice more. Yeah. Um, and now the Mac Pro laptop, right, where they needed refresh, they refreshed it put a limit of 16 gigs in the memory because they were more worried about battery life than um, professional memory requirements. Mm-hmm. If they were really building this for the pros and not amateurs with fat wallets, then they would have made a 32 megabyte gigabyte option and maybe made the touch bar a little more... <laughs> you know, attractive, but I think developers will probably learn how to use the tra- the touch bar, but it just see to me, it just seems like it's not tall enough. Like if it was the height of two rows of keys, mm-hmm. I could see you could really do something with that. It's, it's only the height of like the function keys. Yeah. I mean, it's clear. It, it's, it strikes me as an invention, uh, in need of, <laughs> Uh, Problems it, to solve. Yeah, yeah. Looking for a, solve. A, a solution in need of a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I understand that the F keys are, are silly in today's world, but for the most part, we don't ignore people ignore the fact there's F's on there, and they mm-hmm. you know they they, they yeah. understand that there's they're multifunctional. I mean, being problems. able to retask keys it's a neat idea. It's a but it's not new. It's not new, but I mean to relabel them too. You know that's cool. The I think I, I would have liked it, it, it. Is it haptic? Does it click back on you when you type? I on? don't think so. I don't know for sure. Yeah. So like the next revision is probably going to be haptic, mm-hmm. make it a little bit better. But you still can't really. Well, at some point you you expect the keyboard is going to be haptic completely, right? There's it, it's not going to be pressing. It's going to be pressed back at you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's probably going to be like or it's going to. 
they're gonna fi- figure out a way to make it to make it seem like it has travel, like it has travel, and make it feel like it's individual keys instead of where like you press this button and it feels like the whole bottom of the phone is being pressed. Right. Well, that's the thing is so haptic would be good because I think pro pro users will get pretty good at knowing how their fingers will learn where F2 is right. or whatever they have mapped mm-hmm. to what is in the location of F2, but they're not going to hit it 100% of the time. They're only going to hit it at best 90% of the time, 95% of the time. So it would also be cool if they had some kind of haptic where as you slid your finger across the board, mm. you, it, 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 somehow it, it lets you feel the virtual edges of the keys. Yeah, I mean, there's That'd some, be cool. The, the fact of the matter is you're not always looking at the keyboard. In fact, a lot of time you're not when you're typing. You know where keys are. So oh, having a display on the keyboard is not necessarily the, most, the <laughs> best place to put it. I mean, everyone's been trained not to look at the yeah. keyboard. And now you have to look at the keyboard. Like, Could you... I mean, when it's doing the predictive text entry, when it's doing the autocomplete, I mean, that's a great feature for people who can't touch type. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad would probably, you know, kill it because he's always looking down the right way. But this is a pro user laptop. That's what they're marketing it as. Not amateurs with fat wallets. They're marketing it to pro users. Well, they're still calling it a pro, but at this point it's not. Yeah, it's it's amateurs with fat wallets. So I was talking about them killing products and things like that. I'm going to get back to that real quick. The saving grace for the Mac laptop right now is you still need that to develop iOS devices or iOS software. Mm -hmm. You can't develop iOS software on iOS when you can develop on a Mac Pro, on an iPad Pro, right? That's when. That's well, when you also the, can't develop on a Windows. Can you? Can you develop on a Windows machine? I don't think you can. Yeah. Last I last I looked into it, you had to have a Mac mm-hmm. to develop for iOS. I don't think they changed that. As soon as you can develop for iOS on an iPad Pro that's when you're going to see laptops like dwindle. They're not going to have to make these laptops to support their developer yeah. ecosystem anymore. And then that's, I think that's going to be like the, the death throes of, of the Macintosh. Well, I mean, there's, you can definitely make the argument that we're moving back into a, uh, a server dumb terminal, mm. uh, uh, paradigm of computing mm-hmm. sure because there's so much cloud computing and, and basically it's going to you figure that it's going to get to the point where you will be using resources in the cloud instead of doing the resources for even for like things like gaming you know once the bandwidth gets good enough and mm-hmm. stuff like that there's no reason for that not to be the case right carry my tissue please there you go thank you so but the thing is that pendulum should swing back and forth that's you know that will swing back to smart devices at some point because it'll it, you'll be you'll need to have the power again for whatever new things people come up with. Yeah, it'd be interesting because I mean I, I'm trying to I'm trying to visualize this out, but it, uh, I'm kind of I'm and I'm trying to think where this thought's wrong, but this might have been the. Last time, I mean, because of the value, I mean, bandwidth is good enough that you can get such great value from cloud services. I mean, mm-hmm. voice commands, you know, none of the voice command systems work locally on the phone. They all go out to the cloud to figure out what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 
And same with the Echo Dot and other stuff like that. Right. So, you know, and like you're saying, bandwidth is going to get better. Cloud computing is going to get better. You're going to be playing games where, you know, other than a thin client, all of the stuff's happening in the cloud. If Netflix can stream 4K, there's no reason why, uh, you know, they can't render and stream stuff. Right. To you that fast. Your issue then becomes latency. Yeah. Well, I mean, they already have. A, I mean, like first-person shooters already have to have great latency. Yeah. Not I mean because it's not just your latency from your mouse to your screen to your eyes. Your position and everything you do has to be relayed to everyone else playing in mm-hmm. the game. So I mean, there's already this and huge it, it, convergence. And that's fuzzy. Do a certain, you know, they they have to make that fuzzy because there's no way they can you know, do that exact mm-hmm. so there's predictive stuff in, the, in there too but i believe i'm not sure about this but i think it's the case that the playstation 4 already does this it offloads some of its power to um to internet stuff for, okay. for certain things um because i think i read about that somewhere you have to see where the savings are you know and i'm not a game developer so i don't know where the expensive stuff Really is. I mean, because, okay, you're running down the hall, so they're going to render what the frame's going to be for you running down the hall. But then you make a quick left turn, you know, so anything that they pre rendered, if they're right. assuming you're going to go straight, was. Well, see, junk, I mean, rendering so, everything yeah. exactly is, is, is probably too. The latency issue gets to be too yeah. much. But if you can sort of offload a lot of that power, you, you can. Offload the. I'm trying to think of how. Yeah, you I'm trying to think like what you, you could do the wireframe stuff in lo- locally and have textures be sent uh, from the from the network and then display textures based on where you are and have those textures be transmitted. Maybe that's something you could do. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm You're listening to non-game developers talk about. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, but I was getting back to seeing the cloud swing back to local devices, like you were saying, like because it's you said it's a pendulum. Um, I'm not sure. You know, it seems like this time they might stay over there because there might be such you know such immense resources, and there's always like. In 1995, you had to go back to computers because there was not enough bandwidth to have the internet be cloud. We had gone back to computers a while before that. I mean, it, it was, you know... Well, sure, but... Okay. PC computing is, is, is when it swung back. It, it swung away from dumb terminals. Right. But most of the people... Most people didn't have computers before mid-90s. Well, I'm I'm taking yeah. it. I'm not, yeah. not looking at okay. the popular. I'm taking a longer okay. review of sure. computing trends. Okay. Um, yeah, but bandwidth was atrocious, right? So they needed, yeah. and so when they were all, and it depended on, on ta- tasks were more varied, I guess. How's, I, how's I, that really? I think that that's the real issue. I think that you know bandwidth was definitely an issue, but that 
could have theoretically been solved if there was nothing else going on. But it was the fact mm-hmm. that you were doing so many different tasks. Yeah. So many, so many different things that you had to do. Now a lot of these different things can be done because now the, the platform is essentially ambiguous. You can simply yeah. um, you know, put it onto uh, this basic networking platform and this basic concept of the internet and, and TCP and, and it'll do generally almost everything you need. Right. And there's been enough time for the applications to be built up. Right. Word processing apps and the photo mm-hmm. sharing apps and the... Right. So, yeah. I don't All know, the major I, computing tasks that we had issues with are, are really now done better. Uh, it the, might be more... Hi- I mean, I, okay, so I don't... Instead of a swing back, I think it might be hybrid. There might be needs to have certain things. Well, I expect that you know yeah. it's going to go that way, and yeah. then eventually swing back because eventually I think the same what the same thing's going to happen. There's going to be some tasks that we're going to want to be able to do that we can't do for on the cloud for some reason. I don't know what they are. I mean, that's the whole point. You don't know what they're going to be, but right. you expected that uh, that's going to happen. And of course, whenever there's whenever a pendulum swings, it also processes. So it doesn't right. go all the way back to the same point. No, a pendulum swinging back could look like, you know, for some reason it starts making sense again to run your own services instead of cloud services. Right. Maybe after a couple gigantic Google stops offering Google cloud services or something like that. <laughs> and like, you know, new entire world crashes down. Then it would be a, kind of a it, it private cloud platform. It doesn't need to be a disaster. It just simply needs to be well, some functionality that people start wanting that, that cloud computing can't provide. Yeah, but what people want is easy now. <laughs> now it's easy, but we don't know what's going to be yeah. in the future. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I'm saying what they want is they want computing to be easy and they want it now. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Um. I, and yeah. not having to run the platform is easy. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I def, there's definitely... I mean, look at Chromebooks. Chromebooks are fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Just upgraded Heather's dad from his 10-year-old MacBook to Chrome now. And he, he got sexy new flip... It's a convertible, so it flips back into a tablet. Mm-hmm. And touchscreen. Loves it. <laughs> the way he likes using it the best is kind of turning it back about what 290 degrees so it kind of looks like a ipad on a stand mm-hmm. and then just sitting on his lap and just using the touch interface for it and the keyboards the keyboard is facing down against his legs <laughs> and it's just the stand for the screen interesting yeah it's, it's a neat way to use it definitely and you know for for developers like like you and me we're gonna always need some sort of device that can do computing and can do stuff offline but for most people, the majority of people don't. They no longer need to have a general purpose computing device. Mm-hmm. Yes. I so agree. you can you can see why Apple is like, well, I mean, what's the point, really? But you can make the argument. I don't know how good an argument it is that a lot of their good development stuff comes from stuff that they've worked out through Mac OS. Um, I think they probably have flipped that equation by now. I think that they probably just have more people working on iOS and more innovative stuff. Oh, for sure. And then, I mean, what got them there? I mean, it's like, you know, sure, don't disrespect your grandparents, but, you know, saying that the grand, you still have to make your grandparents the 
primary product yeah. is, is not. No, right. I, I don't think they need to make it the primary product. Yeah. They should pay attention to it. Um, like I said, they still need developers to make their ecosystem work. Yeah. And they still got to make good laptops so developers are happy. But as soon as that's not necessary. Bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it's true. They're not. Uh, they are a for-profit company. They're not a government. They can't just. I mean, they axed the floppy drive, the CD drive, the headphone jack. Yep, that's true. And that's USB point. ports. What makes a laptop computer any different? Just uh, a few layers of complexity, and that's all. Yeah, that's a that's a very good point. Who knows? They have to practice a lot of their thin stuff, right? A lot of their. Uh, design on larger objects. Yeah. So maybe there's something to be said for that. But that would have been a giant middle finger. Is like it's not any thinner this time, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, it would be funny if they're like, we're going to go back to thick, and <laughs> thick is the new thin. <laughs> like a, with a one inch smartphone. <laughs> Why not? Right? I mean. There's no, there's no real reason why thin is better. It's just a cultural thing. Light, I mean, light it, is better. Light is in generally better, but it's, but you could make the argument that you know people did like to have substantial. I mean, some people did like their little yeah. brick phones. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I actually like. I, I have. I, I think that the iPhone is too light. When I when I take it out of this, mm-hmm. it it feels it doesn't feel substantial enough. Even though even I have the big one, and it just feels right. I mean, it, it feels empty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like... When I take the... I have a minimal case on mine. Yeah. You, so do you, pretty much. And the phone feels like... I forget how thin my phone is. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, if you now compare it to this, and you can see, like, it feels a lot more substantial. Yeah. The main reason I have the... I mean, cases... Uh, these phones are too slippery. Yeah. But uh, it's a, it's a yeah I I was I tell you I bent my phone a little bit I took it out of the case look there you go I took it out of the case and realized that I had put it in my back pocket one too many times and there's a little bend in it it's functioning fine yeah sure your phone is it's a six right so it's two years old yeah but you know that was a problem they had when these things came out is people were bending them the Mendy phones well who knows technology. Shall we get on to the beers? Yeah, let's do that. All right. <laughs> 